Those Toronto Maple Leafs right there are the Dallas Cowboys of the NHL. <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys of Canada. Just failures on an epic level every year. Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. All right, just fucking cut the music. Just fucking just cut it. Let's just go. Let's do it. Let's do it, Neil. We're here. We're here. We got to talk about it. Let's. Uh, I find myself agreeing with Stephen A. Smith here. The That's Leafs, the level the, we're on right the now. The Leafs have destroyed whatever soul I have left. Literally, that's it. It's done. It's gone. What is that? Like, oh my God. I keep making the reference to like, the Leafs are that toxic ex. And we just fucking keep taking them back. It's like, it doesn't get any better. From episode one, you said that. Yeah. Here we are, episode 21. And you're still saying the same shit. We had so, we, I talked so much shit. We talked so much shit on this podcast Amazon talks so much shit. They're fucking following them around with cameras. Can I fucking sue the Toronto Maple Leafs <laughs> for a lifetime of emotional distress? Oh my god. Seriously, I feel like we all can do that. <laughs> like every single year. I don't know how they do it. They draw us in. They draw us back in every single year. And for some reason we thought this year was different. Why did we think yeah. this year was different? I don't know. It's just it's the same shit. They just don't show up. We had a fucking Rocket Richard trophy winner on this team this season. One goal in the postseason. One goal in seven games. His worst slump of the season came in the time when we needed him most. Mitch Marner. It's not good enough. What the fuck was Mitch Marner? He, had, he has six penalties in his playoff career. Five of those penalties are puck over the glass penalties. Is that so? That is so. You're getting paid almost $11 million a year. And I understand that, like, we're all human. We all make mistakes. But you're getting paid almost $11 million a year to shoot a fucking puck in the net. And instead, you put it over the glass. That's not where the puck needs to go, Mitch. Austin Matthews. Getting paid almost twelve million dollars, close to closer to eleven point five. I don't know. I have no answers here. I don't know. I really don't know what what it is they have to do. I don't. I don't how understand. do you solve this year after year? How they can manage to so spectacularly fail at this level? They can't get past the first round. Since 2015, I mean, that heartbreak against Boston was in 2013. Who the fuck remembers what happened in 2014? But since 2015, 2016, every single year they've lost in the first round of the playoffs. They haven't won a playoff series since 2004. 17 years they haven't won a playoff series. You know who was the coach the last time they won a playoff series? Pat fucking Quinn. Pat Quinn. He's dead now. He died. He's not even alive anymore he to see this to team. died to escape this travesty. To escape this team. R.I.P. Pat Quinn, the greatest <laughs> coach in Toronto Maple Leafs history. But, oh my God. You know how many coaches we've gone through? You know Maybe how many you just need GMs to hire a coach named Pat to be able to win. You know, Pat Burns, Pat Quinn. That, that might be the solution. We need I don't a Pat. Know. Someone a, send us a Pat. Uh, so, send us a Pat. We're out of solutions here. Honestly. 
Kyle Dubas gave, he built it. Like, I feel bad for Kyle Dubas. I do. The way he watches this team from the press box. I don't. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. But he, he put everything into this team. And just like, it's to the point where you have players like Joe Thornton and Jason Spezza coming over to Toronto because they want to win a cup. Are you fucking stupid? Why would you come to Toronto, a team that hasn't won the Stanley Cup since 1967, to win a cup? I have, I don't feel bad for you at all. Why are you coming to Toronto? Like, ugh, I don't, I, I'm out of options here. I convinced so many people to, to watch the Leafs this season. I convinced my parents who have, you know, been where I am right now and said, you know, we've watched the Leafs for so many years and just so much disappointment. We don't want to do it anymore. I convinced them to watch this season because something big was about to happen. I just sound stupid now. They're never going to watch the Leafs again. I don't know if I'm going to ever watch the Leafs again. What's the point? They draw you back in. Like, I've never had more faith in a team than I did in the Leafs this season. You look back to, like, the, the Raptors situation when they won the championship. Did you have as much faith in that team than you do than you did in this Leafs team? I, you know, the Raptors didn't have that winning DNA. No. And neither do the Leafs, you know. And, and it, took, it took the Raptors... You know, to go from trading franchise cornerstones to get that winning piece and that winning mentality and that swagger. And, you know, like we're seeing this year after year. Maybe we need to take that on and do what the Raptors did. Yeah, I, I agree. I have some thoughts. We'll, we'll get you to know? that in later on in the show. But, like, I don't even... Even, like, thinking about these things that the Leafs need to do. Like, I, I don't care. I don't at this point. I don't care. How do you outshoot a team thirteen to one? Thirteen to two 13 if you to include two the in goal the, in yeah. an overtime period. Yeah. And lose the fucking game after scoring two in nine minutes to tie the game and send it to overtime. To finish off a team in the series. You know, I think that was a TSN turning point right there. You know, well, obviously it was a big turning point in the series when Tavares went down. We'll get to that, but how do you not finish? Yeah, Tavares going down was big. But there, were, this was a seven-game series. And yeah. it went the full seven games. This team yeah. did not show up. If I'm getting paid $11 million a year to do a job, no matter how good I am at that job. Obviously, I don't have this kind of skill level that they do. Um, but, you know, I'm going to literally give it everything I have. This team did not give it everything they have. And I think it's time to get rid of a lot of them. Even even saying that right now, even talking about that, like, it, it just, it's for what? Because I know this team is going to go and make some trades this offseason. We're going to be like, oh, this team's going to be different next year. They got rid of so many big pieces. They're making, like, you know, the DeMar DeRozan switch and they're going to come back stronger. They shook the team up. But for what? For what? For absolutely nothing. They how many times they they have one of the greatest goal scorers of our generation in Austin Matthews. Mm -hmm. He won the Rocket Richard this year. And it didn't matter. He had one goal in this playoff series. 
You know, everyone and their mother had the Leafs as favorites in this series. You know, Vegas had them as favorites. Everyone. The NHL had them as favorites. You know, the Montreal Canadiens came into the series as huge underdogs. And you know what? Sometimes the favorite loses. Sometimes. You know, it wasn't it wasn't that the Leafs completely sucked in the series. They took it to seven games. It went to seven games. They should have never and gone Every to seven game games. was competitive. Every game was decided by one goal. Except for game not, two. No, not every game. No, they had the they won four nothing. Well, well game, most yeah. of the game it was within like a goal or two. It was it was, every game was close, is what I'm saying. It yeah, wasn't really they a came blowout. back, but the, every single game. Why do you have to come from behind? How many times do you have to see Mitch Marner in a post game pre- press conference talking about oh we needed to start on time? Yeah, you're getting paid fucking eleven million dollars. Fucking start the game on time. It's not the hard ask. Yeah. What you're still, you know, reeling from Martina's amazing O Canada rendition. Like, yeah, I know she's an amazing singer, but fuck. Start the game on time. What do you mean you didn't start the game it on took, time? It took fucking Nick Felino, who came over here and probably played like seven games with the Leafs to say, hey, this is unacceptable. You know, that speaks for the leadership in this dressing room. There is no leadership. You know, Joe Thornton, who's been a captain. Jason Spezza, who's been a captain. These are the old guys. Matthews, who was suggested as the captain, but we gave it to, to Johnny T instead. Tavares deserved it more, 100%. He couldn't lead this team. You know, that just shows the you caliber of... Tavares? No, I'm talking about Matthews. Matthews, okay. He couldn't lead this team. And what does that speak for his leadership? You know, if we didn't have Tavares, is Matthews a, a bona fide leader? Matthews is a fucking punk. He didn't lead this team. You know, he's not even, he's not, at this point, he's not even deserving of the A. No. You know, like give that A to someone who is scrappy, who is doing the dirty work. You know, like I, you know, one thing, one positive I'll take out of all this is how well William Nylander played. Under pressure, given the circumstances, given the lines that he was being put on with Kerfoot. You could tell he wanted it. And Galchenyuk. He wanted it. That is the effort that we need from every fucking player on the team. Yeah. One of the few people, very few people I feel bad for in this organization is William Nylander. Another one is Jack Campbell. Because, holy shit. Give him an A. You know? like He put on the performance of a lifetime in this series. And yeah, he let in some one or two bad goals maybe. Yeah. But the team that was presented to him in front of him was fucking horseshit. Yeah, and I don't even know defense, how else to say it. The defense it was very he sporadic. Was, he was crying in the post game press conference after game seven because of how bad he wanted it and how bad he feels for letting in a bad goal in that game. Let me tell you, Jack Campbell, you have nothing to feel bad for here. Nothing. You are one of the stars of this series, along with. William Nylander on the, on the Leafs. And that's it. That's it. Jason Spezza, maybe. Maybe. And I, I, I do, you know, looking at Jason Spezza as a human being, I do feel bad for him. Because I know, like, he should not maybe have come to Toronto to win a cup. But he wants to play for his home team. He's literally getting paid a league minimum to play for his home team. And, yeah, looking at this team on paper, you think, yeah, this team's going to win a Stanley Cup. We've said that. We said that all season. We've said that in this is our twenty-first fucking episode, and we've been saying it for the past twenty. 
that this team is going to win a cup. Yeah. I'm going to give you a number right now. Three. Three years is... Is that how many fucking aneurysms I had during this fucking series? You would have had more than that. Three years is how long this core is still under contract together for. I don't care. So that's their window. I don't. I don't care. I, I'd say blow up the core now. That's your solution? Yep. All right, let's hear it. You want to get into this now? Let's hear it. There's a player in Buffalo right now who wants out of Buffalo, who has been mistreated in Buffalo this entire season. He had an injury, and they didn't they didn't treat it properly. And he sat out for the entire season when he... Well, most of the season when he should not have. And that is Jack Eichel. I don't know who I'd rather be a fan of right now in terms of like the Leafs or the Buffalo Sabres. I, even saying I'm a Leafs fan right now is debatable. Because I don't know. I don't know if start of next season. Seattle Kraken's looking pretty good right now. They're a new team. They're going to have a, a bunch of new players on them. And they're looking for a lot of new fans. And I don't know. Maybe some Leafs fans will jump ship. This is why we need a second fucking team in Toronto. Anyways. There's a player over there named Jack Eichel. Who wants out of Buffalo. Mm-hmm. There's some players in Toronto. Specifically. Mitch Marner. Who we should probably, you know. When has Mitch Marner ever shown up in the postseason? When we need him to. He himself knows that. He himself said he He just reads from the same script after every postgame interview. The same fucking script. He says the same thing. At least when we had fucking Phil Kessel on the team, he was keeping it real. And he was saying, you know, exactly what he was thinking, and he was saying what we all were thinking. He's not reading from a script. That's why Mike Babcock hated him because he fucking talked from his actual mind and not reading off a script that they all have to read from. I miss Phil Kessel. I'm going to say it. That guy was a fucking gem. You can't pay $11 million for a winger. You know, $11 million for a winger is high enough. Like, he's the highest paid winger in the league for whatever reason. The only thing about trading Mitch Marner is that he has a no-trade clause that doesn't kick in um, until 2023. So the, the time... There's ways around that. The time is now to trade him if you want to trade him. Yeah, there's... Yeah. I think... I so think, you have to trade him before 2023 is what I'm saying. Yeah, Because yeah, it kicks yeah. in in 2023. It kicks in in 2023. And so, the, you know, like, there, there's a lot of different ways that the Leafs can go about this. You know, they, they could blame the coach they can blame Keith but I don't think this is Keith's fault no you know Keith after that game refused to speak to the team because he thought that they were stinging too much and that he he chose not to he chose not to speak to to them I think I think that was more so about just him just being disgusted and and just you know like a coach can only do so much if you're not going to get the effort out of the team that's on the team there's only so much he could say, and it, everything had been said at that point. So, what's yeah. the point in talking to that team? You know, Keith did have a few, you know, questionable calls in this series. Notably, that the the one coach's challenge that gave Montreal a power play that they scored on to put them up two nothing. That was one of the holes that the well, Leafs had no, to dig themselves out. No, that was the coach's of. challenge. That was and coach's challenge. Immediately after that, that's when Mitch Marner put the puck over the glass, and it became a five on three. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. So it was a five on three. So, but it was Montreal's goal that the coaches challenge. Yes. So either way, 
Keith had a hand in that as well. Um, that can't go unforeseen, you know. Like Keith is a new coach in the NHL. He's coaching the AHL for a while. He's been mm-hmm. a player in the NHL, so Keith knows this. He knows this league, and he's probably going to be a great coach one day. But you know, I don't see the Leafs man upper management using him as a scapegoat and firing him here, no, especially least, after a yeah. shortened season. At least when we had fucking Babcock, we could blame him because he was a horrible coach. And we thought yeah. that was the solution was to get rid of Babcock and bring in someone new. It was it was Keefe, though, who put together the power play lines. And I have no fucking idea why he would have Joe Thorne on a power play. I get that he's trying to, you know, you know, he's trying to make the second unit look a little bit scarier and not just put everything on the first unit. If the first unit doesn't get it done... In the first fucking 45 seconds of the power play, you got to get the second unit out there. And if the second unit consists of Kerfoot, Thornton, Spezza, it's not very... That's what it was. That's what it was. That was the second unit? That was the second unit. Well, no, you said Thornton was on the first unit for a bit. No, the first unit was Hyman, Marner, uh, and Matthews. The second unit... I don't even know where William Nylander was, but like he maybe was on he was, the second unit. He maybe was he was on, on the second yeah. unit, but Thornton and Spezza on the power play with Simmons, it's not. That's not a good call, you know. What I mean, that's a coach's problem right there. But what I'm saying is, this team had flaws throughout. Yeah, they had a lot of veteran presence, but the fact that Thornton was playing 12 to 15 minutes a game, Simmons was playing 12 to 15 minutes a game, Spezza's playing 12 to that's too many. You know what I mean? The depth on this team needs to change. If they're going to change, they need to get younger. They need to get faster. You why know? was why was the solution bringing in so many old guys? I get you want the leadership in the locker room of a Joe Thornton, uh, you know, a Jason Spezza, Nick Foligno. But you got so much young talent on this roster. Mm-hmm. So much young talent that you can you, just call up at any time. It, it got to a point where I was watching a shift. And, you know, the play was moving so slowly that there was a there was another player on the Leafs that picked up the puck and he was just like lightning speed compared to the other guys and I looked at that player and it was Peter Engvall. Yeah, and I was like Peter Engvall. How is Peter Engvall the fastest guy on the Leafs line right now? And I looked at it and it was Joe Thornton who moves at a snail's pace. Joe Thornton had open looks and he opted not to shoot. Yeah. Because he might, you know, like break his arm or something or his arm might fall off. Stop bringing in old guys that want to come to Toronto. He's got to retire this year. I know I love Joe Thornton, but yeah. he's got to hang him up after the season. Like, th- there's no way he can compete with the the speed no. of the NHL right now. And I'm not saying like we did see a great postseason by Jason Spezza. <laughs> he he had a lot of will. He might have another year left in him, but the Leafs need to get younger. They need to get faster. It just the dynamic between Matthews and Marner on that first line versus what they have on the third and fourth line, it doesn't match. No. You know, like every single shift, the Canadians put out Weber, <laughs> they put out um Sherratt, and they put out uh who's that who's the center that always face off against Matthews? Uh it was Ben Sherratt. Um anyways, they put these three players against that line and they stacked the box against them and it worked to perfection for them and not to mention you got to give credit to carry price carry price if it weren't for carry price Lord. they He's would not even superstar. be in this series 
I mean, I, I have nothing bad to say about Carey Price. Nothing. I he how can, how can you? He might have ended multiple Leafs tenures this this series. You know, we're gonna look back at the some of the saves that he made on some players. Oh, that's when he ended Mitch Marner's career as a leaf. That's when he ended Travis Dermott's career as a leaf. That's when he ended Joe Thornton's career leaf as a leaf. Killer. And respect to him, because fuck man, like, oh my god. This Leafs team. I just feel defeated talking about them. I do. Like, what's the point? You know how much money I've spent on this fucking Leafs team? You know how much time and effort I've put into this Leafs team? This franchise? That hasn't won a playoff series in 17 years? That hasn't won a Stanley Cup since 1967? Mm-hmm. 20, 55 years? Fucking, I don't know, math. <laughs> but Jesus. Are we going to talk about your boy? Stephen A? Oh my gosh. I mean... I find my yeah, I find myself agreeing with Stephen A. I know you have some opinions on Stephen A. Smith, but like even he knows that the Leafs are are a joke. They're the biggest practical joke. They're the Dallas Cowboys. I don't even want to I don't even want to stoop the Dallas Cowboys to the level of the Leafs. The Leafs now have, after this season, the longest playoff drought in NHL history. In hockey history, mm-hmm. the longest, the longest Stanley Cup drought. They just passed the New York Rangers, who went from the '40s to the '90s, and now the Leafs finally hold the longest streak, longest playoff drought streak, longest. Sorry, excuse me, Stanley Cup drought streak. That's one thing to be proud of, isn't it? Stephen A. Stephen A. needs to stay the fuck out of this. Stephen A. needs to stay in his lane. But who cares? I care. Why? why, You haven't talked about the Maple Leafs all fucking season, and now you have a fucking opinion (laughs) on them? You don't even know what hockey is, Stephen A. No, he doesn't. Stephen A., you don't fucking follow hockey. Stay out of it. You know, like, talk shit if you've been following the Leafs all season. You talk, you you run your mouth all fucking year about football, about basketball. Great. Have an opinion about that. But today, when the Maple Leafs lose a series after being up 3-1, you come and you compare them to the Dallas Cowboys, go fucking kill yourself. Stephen A. How do you really Stay out of it. Uh, Wow. I mean, that was... I was intimidated. How are you like? How are you just going to open your mouth and have an opinion now? I know you have opinions, Stephen A., and sometimes they're funny, sometimes they're not. This isn't funny. If you have actual credibility and actual knowledge on hockey and you even know what stats are and you can, you know, like actually analyze what happened here, then yes, analyze what happened here. Don't just look at the score and look at the series and be like, the Toronto Maple Leafs are the Dallas Cowboys of the North. Go fucking kill yourself, Stephen A. So do you, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you feel the same way when you see like, all these fucking Leaf fans come out of the woodwork in in the postseason, like they always do, having not watched a single season game. 
and say that, oh, the Leafs are going to fuck it up again. Or, you know, that when the laughter the Leafs lose the series, oh, this is classic Leafs. They suck. They're all, they always suck. Do you feel the same way about these people? Do you? Absolutely, I do. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like all of those, like, Fairweather fans are all Stephen A fans. You know, they're all fans of the Stephen A show. You know, they're all fans. They probably have the same hairstyle as Stephen A. <laughs> You know, like they, what, they pro- receding. <laughs> yeah. uh, this, uh, you know, like, hey, if if a, a fan wants to be a fair weather fan, then sure. But you know, this uh, this hurts true fans more than anything. I think the true fans of the Toronto Maple Leafs, the true fan base, those who stay up late to watch the games, who as a kid, you know, would you know like stop playing with their friends outside to come inside and watch hockey night in Canada. Those are the ones that, you know, feel the pain right now, you know, like after year after year of, you know, just wanting to celebrate, just wanting to, you know, like wanting this team to do well, because that's the only good thing we have going for us right now in a pandemic ridden world that we're living through. We just want to have a winning team, you know? And like when, you, the, the analysts say, hey, the Toronto Maple Leafs are, are big cup favorites this year. That just puts the expectation at an all-time high. You know, so when that expectation is so high, you know, it's like going to Wonderland for the first time. And you're about to, you know, embark on these epic roller coasters. And then you reach the gate and they're like, sorry... You're not tall enough to, to, to get in today. And then you have to go back home. Did you have that happen to you? You weren't tall enough? Don't want to talk about it? Don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, honestly, uh, I, I, feel, I feel envious towards these Fairweather fans. I do. I used to... I mean, like, the, the sound of Hockey Night in Canada, that was, like, the signal. Like, that was the sound of my weekends growing up. Like, that was... That was sitting in front of the TV, having the fire going with my family, watching Hockey Night in Canada, watching, you know, the classic Leafs, watching, you know, Gary Roberts, Matt Sundin, Darcy Tucker, all them. I used to cry when they lost. I used to, you know, when they, I remember there was one specific game and it was, it wasn't even the Leafs playing in it. It was the Islanders versus the Devils. And all that needed to happen in this game was the Devils needed to beat the Islanders and the Leafs would have made the playoffs. And I remember specifically the Devils sat Brodeur because they were already in the playoffs. So they sat Brodeur and didn't play a lot of their stars in this game. And the Islanders ended up winning in overtime. I remember this game specifically. Mm-hmm. Because the Devils tied it up with like 0.7 seconds to go in the third. And it went to overtime. And then the Islanders won. And the Leafs did not make the playoffs that year. I remember crying that year. I don't know how old I was. I don't remember the specific year. But yeah, I used to... And I... But for what? Like for that crying, you know, I was thinking one day they're going to win the cup in my lifetime. I don't think they're going to win the cup in my lifetime. I don't. I, I honestly don't believe it. I don't. I feel I feel envious for these Fairweather fans that can, you know, don't get as hyped up 
because they did they don't watch that how the how well this team succeeds in the regular season they don't get as hyped up i was so hyped up for this team amazon was fucking following them them around making the documentary called all or nothing guess which one it was neil nothing yeah it was wasn't nothing. all yeah who's gonna watch that documentary all those people all those all that camera crew all those people that you know had jobs because of this team and no one's gonna get to see their work because yeah. the leafs didn't fucking do anything they didn't even it, it would have been a, a decent enough documentary if you made it to the the conference finals. I know we don't really have conferences this year, but that would have been a decent enough documentary. You know that old Bush uh, clip where he says, fool me once? I do. Shame on you. Yeah, I do. Fool me twice. <laughs> you know, fool me twice, you never get fooled again. From the immortal words of George Bush, uh, that's, yeah. See, like, we continue to get fooled over and over again every year. Every single year. Every year. And, yeah, but, like I said, they're going to make some trades this offseason. They're going to they're gonna try and make this team look different. There's going to be a different face to this team come next season. There's going to be a different power play unit. There's going to be a different top line. Yeah. It's all going to be different. Freddie Anderson won't be back next year. No. He's probably going to, you know, command top dollar in the market this season. I can see a team like Pittsburgh who just bowed out against the Islanders in the first round. Um, with young Tristan Jari on that team, they're probably going to want to go out and get a top goaltender to, to you know, like to, a, to save whatever to, last year's Malkin yeah. and Crosby have together. Um, so Freddie Anderson is probably going to move on. Uh, I Which definitely, I'm okay with. We're paying way too much money for Freddie Anderson this season. You know, we lost James or um, Jake Muzzin in the playoffs for three weeks, but he'll be back next year. So, I mean, our decor is still pretty solid with our top four. You know, we have Brody, Muzzin, Riley. You know, we, we're Sandy, and hopefully we'll take the take another step next year. Uh, Dermot's going to be back. Um, I would love to see the Leafs go out and add an actual stay-home defender because a lot of these defenders we have on the team are very offensive-minded. So adding someone like a like a Chris Tanev or, you know, like a, an actual stay-at-home defender would be great for this team, I feel. So you can look at me right now and you can tell me that you're going to watch this team again all 82 games next season if we have a full season. Oh, yeah. You're going to watch this team again. Oh, yeah. I'm, this is... You know, I'm used to it by now every year since 2013. I'm too used to it. Yeah. That's the thing. But I'm here's too the thing. Used to it. My expectations is so low. You know, like I have zero expectations from here on out. It's 20 it's going to be 2022. See, we say that now. 2022 next year. And then and then we're going to get to next season and What if we get Jake Eichel for Mitch Marner? What if that trade actually happens? Jack Eichel? Mitch Eichel. I'm Mitch Eichel. Him. Uh, if that happens, <laughs> is that what I just called him? <laughs> you called him Jake Eichel. <laughs> That's how flustered we are right now, people. This is uh, if they get Jack Eichel, if they get rid of Mitch Marner, I will watch the first few games, and that's it. That's it. Right now, the way I'm feeling right now, this team does not deserve my viewership. And I, I was saying, you know, I was actually working for Game Seven. I didn't take. 
I didn't book Game 7 off because I didn't think there was going to be a fucking Game 7. But anyways, I was working for it. And I'm glad I was working for it because I was able to distract myself. Because I, I watched it intently. But I was able to distract myself near the closer to the end of the game when I knew what was going to happen. And I had friends who I was working with, who I was, yeah, who I was working with, who started getting really upset near the end of the game. And I looked at them and I was just like, listen, don't let them, they don't deserve you being this upset over them. This team gave us so much false hope. They're the biggest practical joke in sports. They gave us so much false hope and then they just took it away by not giving a shit and not caring. Don't let this team make you that upset. I got home and I went on, a, I don't know if you saw, but I went on an Instagram story rant talking about how there's so many other things to be upset about in this world. This Leafs team, don't let them, don't give them the benefit of the doubt of being upset over them. It's not worth it. You know, I just, I like, look at it this way from a coach's perspective. If you take Marner and Matthews off this team, are they a playoff team? No. If you remove those two players from this team, with the core that we we have right now, are they a playoff team? Are they even a, a like a above five hundred team? If you take Matthews and Marner off, yeah, Matthews can't go anywhere. That's the thing. If you want this if, team to have, if you take them out, so as an opposing team, what I'm saying is, your game plan every game is to shut those two down. If you shut those yeah. two down, you're you're you have nothing to worry about, and that's what they did. You know, that's what Canadian did. And what upper management needs to look at and be like, hey, our depth needs to be way better than this. If we, if the other team shuts down Marners and Matthews, our, is the rest of our team going to be able to beat this, this team that we're against? Are they going to be, be able to beat a Canadian team? Are they going to be able to beat a Lightning team or an Avalanche team? See, that's the thing. Like, a little, This is where you can place a little bit of blame on Keith because... When you're playing at home, you have the advantage of having the last change. And so you can switch up who you're matching up who with. And if there are certain people that are shutting down Matthews and Marner, switch up the lines. Switch up who you're matching the other lines with. And he didn't do that. Yeah, I like I feel wholesale changes, probably not from the you know, top line. Wholesale changes will happen. Like with what's happened the last few years, Kyle Dubas has been very good over the last season to get this team from, you know, like a very, you know, non-cultured winning team to where they were this past season. They learned how to play a better two-way game. You know, they they picked up guys like Foligno. And it's just very unfortunate that Foligno was injured during the season or during the series, sorry. Uh, Tavares was injured during the season or during the series. Um, it just it's it's what could have been, and now Felino's a, a free agent. We're Joe, not going to see him back. We're not going to see him back. No. He came into this into this team to win to win a cup. Yeah, a it just it, it's sad because we gave up a first rounder for him too. I know. You know so. Again, That's like the thing. we every time we gave up a first rounder, it was like, oh, who cares? We're gonna win this year anyways. We're gonna go far this year anyways. That first rounder is gonna be a late first rounder because we're gonna go far. Guess what? It's not gonna be a late first rounder anymore. Yeah. 
We gave up a pretty good draft pick. Yep. Columbus is going to have some good first rounders this year. Even even with our development so far, like Sandine did not look good in this postseason. You know, so I feel like a full season next year, if him playing as a the third defense pairing or the second defense pairing, that will do him a lot of good in his development. And he just needs to learn. You know, he needs to develop, mature. But, you know, there are some positive signs to this team moving forward. I don't see them. I'm, I'm glad one of us sees them because I don't see them at all. Right before we go, I... I know we, we, we yelled a lot. I swore on this on this episode more than I usually do because I'm fucking pissed. But fired up. I'm fired up. But there's something I did want to address. Um, this past week, there were 215 children found in a buried site in Kamloops, British Columbia. And the NHL decided to pay tribute to them. In Hockey Night in Canada and Sportsnet decided to pay tribute to them. However, to play the national anthem immediately after paying tribute to this, can we just have one fucking night of not making sports about our fucking national pride? Did anyone feel prideful? Did anyone watching that feel prideful listening to that Canadian national anthem? right after paying tribute to the the children killed in those residential schools for one fucking night let's just not play the national anthem that was just a slap in the face every single survivor survivor excuse me of residential schools that was just a slap in the face to them playing the national anthem immediately after that a national anthem that they had nothing to do with. A national anthem made by the colonizers of this country. Yeah, to, I mean, to, to pay tribute to the indigenous children like that, like, I agree, you know, like, it, it's almost like doing something just to do it. You know, yeah. just... Exactly, just to, that's the thing. Just that's what save, the NHL does. Just to save face. That's what they do. They'll fucking put pride tape on their sticks, they'll... Oh yeah, we we took part in that. Yeah, you know, the, we, we we gave we paid tribute. Remember everything that happened with George Floyd last year, and literally only the black players knelt down during the national anthem. How hard is it to fucking kneel down during a national anthem that shouldn't even be played at the game in the first place? Mm-hmm. How fucking hard is it? You know, it's important not to wipe away that history and not forgetting that history and and you know what that did is like hey okay this happened let's move on from it yeah you know like we we need to draw attention to this because this is 215 children man and the amount of fucking commentators and and people that work for sportsnet and you know hockey night in canada whatever nhl posting their pictures online of them wearing an orange shirt as if that's enough yeah there's some deep-rooted issues that we have to deal with as a nation. And one of them is stopping playing the fucking national anthem at games. It's fucking ridiculous, especially after that. This is Shoot Your Thought. Thanks for listening to us rant here after that emotional Game 7. We'll see you again next week. 
thank you for listening to another episode of the Shoot Your Thought Podcast. 